Welcome to Review Set Scare with Jess and Blair. I'm Jess. And I'm Blair. Blair, how are you? Doing good, buddy. Yourself? I'm doing quite excellent because we are talking about uh, a special one today. We really are. This, is, as the title will say, is a bonus episode of a film we just saw in theaters. So it's going to be a little bit shorter, we're thinking. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to try and keep the same format, but we're just trying to remember everything that happened in the movie. So it's just off the top of our dome here. But before we get into that, Blairski, you got any horror news? I uh, just got one. When Did you watch the Super Bowl, by the way? I watched the first half, and then I watched halftime, and then I went home. Did you enjoy Rihanna at halftime? Yeah, it was all right. It's not bad. Um, she was no prince, <laughs> but she was all right. She was no Dr. Dre. She was no Dr. Dre. She was no uh, no Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. She was all right. <laughs> I thought she was pretty good, man. Um, been reading she's been getting a lot of hate online, but as per usual, as per usual, everyone's so quick to judge on the internet. That blows my mind. It's like, obviously, it's not my cup of tea. She's a phenomenal performer. Yeah. And... She was pregnant or is pregnant. Is pregnant. And she hasn't performed in how many years? And she did great. I thought she did good. She did a lot better than uh, we would have done. <laughs> it would have been a completely different halftime show if it was a review set scare halftime show. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, goodness gracious. But during, uh, during the Super Bowl, Jesse, there was a new trailer for Scream. Ah, Scream that was, 6. That was, that was revealed for Scream 6. And fuck, was it good. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we watched this one, and it looks great. Oh, man. Um, very excited for it. It just, every trailer that comes out just looks better and better and better. They start showing more and more in the trailers, but with a two-hour movie, you know for sure it's not showing all the good parts just in the trailer. That's the thing, though. Like, you get a little bit worried, and it's like, I hope that the movie, the good parts are not things that I've already seen in a two-minute trailer. Right. And they've released how many trailers now? Three? Three, I think. And every trailer has been pretty different. Yeah. Very excited for this one. I really am. I really am, man. March 10th. March 10th. And tickets are on sale. We're going to be going, buddy. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple horror newses. Okay, okay. First, Saw 10 has finished filming. Uh, we had mentioned a few episodes ago that Saw 10 will be starring both Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith. This one, scheduled release date for Saw 10 is October 27th. Right around Halloween. 2023. Good Halloween movie. A fun one to see in theaters before Halloween. There's a lot of good movies coming out this year. Yeah, and quickly too. We had already mentioned uh, Scream coming out next month, early right. next month. Right. My second piece of horror news is another film that's coming out the very first week of March, which is the much anticipated Children of the Corn. We just watched a trailer for this one as well. It looks very good. It looks really good. It looks very Stephen King. It does. Um, which we're both very big fans of. I'm confused with this one. I thought I read somewhere that it was filmed in 2020 and had like a very limited theatrical release. Okay. Like it was only in like parts of Florida. Weird. But I don't know. Maybe I, again, maybe I had a fever dream. 
I really haven't heard anything about this movie until just the recent weeks. What did you think of the trailer? I thought it looked pretty good, man. Yeah, it uh, left uh, a lot of questions to be answered, uh, such as, what is this movie? <laughs> uh, but it looks great. Uh, this one comes out March 3rd, 2023. Right away, right around the corner. Right around the corn. <laughs> er. Oh, goodness. Let's get into this bonus episode. Very excited to talk about it. I feel like we've been bringing this one up in our past five episodes. Yeah. Like we've been talking about this movie for forever. Uh, we went to the one night only screening of 2023's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh my goodness. <laughs> one hour, 24 minutes, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Take My Money. <laughs> One hour, 24 minutes. Fun facts. Uh, a sequel has already been announced. A sequel, I believe, had already been announced before the 15th when the movie actually came out, yeah. which is pretty bold. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is the first live-action Winnie the Pooh movie not made by Disney. Which is crazy. They've had the rights for it for quite some time, right. I believe. I love how the first Winnie the Pooh movie not ba made by Disney is a slasher movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we wouldn't have had it any other way. Uh, this one, directed by Reese Frake Waterfield, will be directing Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2, as well as Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare, which should be interesting. Now, you talked about Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare a couple episodes back. I did. Uh, and you had commented on uh, Tinkerbell. Right. How she's maybe going to be a little bit different than most of us have seen her. Apparently obese and a recovering drug addict from what I read. As it should be. <laughs> recovering drug addict. I, I also read he wants to do a Bambi horror movie as well as a Bambi verse Winnie the Pooh movie. Um, the <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah, what, right? Good on you. <laughs> That's exciting news. Exciting news. This one, also written by Reese Frake Waterfield, uh, also wrote Spider in the Attic and Dragon Fury, two movies that I have not heard of or seen. Me neither. Uh, he's currently writing the Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, and a movie called Dinosaur Prison, which, according to IMDb, is a movie about a prison that has caged dinosaurs. <laughs> Just like the name suggests. Yeah, I don't want to give it away with the title, but... It's called Dinosaur Prison, and it's about a prison with dinosaurs. <laughs> Leaves a lot to the imagination, doesn't it? It does. This one's starring uh, Maria Taylor as Maria. will be starring as Beth in Dinosaur Prison. Again, a movie about a prison that has caged dinosaurs. Uh, this one also starring Nicolay Leon as Christopher Robin, starring as Alex in 2022's the Killing Tree, a movie about an evil Christmas tree hellbent on revenge. Okay. <laughs> also starring Craig David Dowsett as Winnie the Pooh, was in 2022's The Area 51 Incident, and will be starring in a movie called The House That Zombie Built, where he will be playing Roger, the zombie Easter Bunny. <laughs> and also starring Chris Cordell as Piglet, Acted in The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and The Curse of Humpty Dumpty 2. Also starred in Croc! Exclamation point. 
and Tooth Fairy 5. Oh my god, the movies these people are in. I love it so much. I mean, these are this is this is the definition of, you know, you're you're a working actor. Yeah, 100%, you know? man. Um, these are all movies that I would love to see but just don't have the time. <laughs> For Humpty Dumpty and Humpty Dumpty 2: The Curse of Humpty Dumpty and The Killing Tree, which we might actually have to watch in December for our seasonal movies. I would not be opposed to it. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, synopsis for 2023's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, courtesy of IMDB. After Christopher Robin abandons them for college, Pooh and Piglet embark on a bloody revenge, sorry, bloody rampage, as they search for a new source of food. I, okay. I, I don't, yeah. I think there probably could have been a better synopsis. I think so. I mean, that just basically says that they were relying on Christopher Robin to feed them. Yeah, and it didn't really, it wasn't apparent to me that it's like, oh, they're hunting, stalking, killing these people because they're hungry. Yeah, no. I think they're just on, it could have just ended on, embark on a bloody rampage. You know? Like, yeah, That, that could have been it. Enjoy, yeah. <laughs> this leads us to one of our favorite segments, Kill Count. Kill Count. The time of the show we count the kills. Blairsky, what have we got for kill count here? Well, we watched this movie in theaters. It's very hard to keep track of a kill count when you're in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but according to the List of Deaths fandom website, okay, the total kill count in the movie is 16. A higher one. A higher one. I don't remember 16 kills in the movie, but 16. Okay, so we're only a month and a half, two months into the year. 16 might be one of our highest ones so far. Definitely is. We just reviewed Hell House, LLC. Yeah. And I believe the... 15, 17. Official kill count is 15, but me and Jesse believe it's going to be 17. Yeah, slightly more. So we, you know... Uh, two titans battling it out for the award for most kills. Off to a good start? Off to a good start. Okay, let's talk about our likes and dislikes. Our our first initial instinct on this movie. What did you like about this one? I liked the backstory at the very beginning of yeah. the movie. Yep. It's kind of black and white drawings giving the story of how Christopher Robin uh, grew, up, grew up with these characters, left them. Yeah. They basically... Went starving, they killed and ate Eeyore. Yeah. And the movie starts is basically the the backstory to this. But I did like it. I it liked... is all done through storybook animation, which was Yeah. I mean aesthetically it was I think my favorite part of the movie. It looked really, really cool, really beautiful. It was really cool. It was really funny, like when they mentioned that because they were starving. And had to kill and eat Eeyore. The whole movie theater just cracked up. The audience erupted <laughs> in uh, in a gleeful joy. They were so excited, us included. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I want to talk about for likes. It's not so much the movie like, but the atmosphere in the movie theater. The place was going nuts. Yeah, lots of la laughing out loud. And lots of laughing out loud and a lot of... I I'm somebody who uh, gets annoyed when people are talking in movies. There was people talking throughout this movie, myself included, but it was about the movie. Yeah. And I think it just, it added to the atmosphere in the theater. Yeah. It made it fun. It made it a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like it wasn't, we weren't necessarily talking or responding in a way that the director maybe was hoping. 
there's a lot of laughter in this slasher movie. It definitely made it enjoyable, though. It made it it made it enjoyable to be there sitting through this, what really isn't that good of a movie. Yeah. Um, but it, it helped just make it that much more entertaining, just being in a good atmosphere. Yeah. Watching it. To me, this movie is like the poster child of so bad, it's good. <laughs> or so bad that it's at least enjoyable. I totally agree with you. I really like the kills. Lots yeah. of blood, lots of guts, lots of gore. Yeah. I, um, I, I saw a headline comparing it to Terrifier 2, which I do not agree with. No. I, uh, I think that Terrifier 2 is probably the bloodiest movie or bloodiest movie that we're going to see in the next few years until Terrifier 3 comes out. <laughs> yeah. I think people are still scared and nervous to go to that level. This one, although bloody... Not even close. Not Terrifier 2 level, no. But it, it was bloody. It was gory. There was two uh, girls sitting next to me yeah. in the theater. And some of the kill scenes, they were literally closing their eyes, covering their eyes. If they weren't on their phones, they were covering their yeah. eyes. The rest of the movie, they were on their fucking phones the whole time. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of annoying, just having the bright screen right beside me. But right. Yeah. I'm too nice of a guy to say anything, so I just dealt with it. King of nice. <laughs> King of nice. As they say. <laughs> Um, what did you think of the story? There was no fucking story. No, I just have here, the story was not great. It sounded like they had like a broad idea of it's like, okay, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are now in the public domain, so we don't have to pay anyone for those characters. What if they went on a, on a killer rampage? And it's like, the story will figure itself out, and uh, it never did. Besides the backstory to Pooh and Piglet and Christopher yeah. Robin, we get yeah. at the beginning of the movie... There's no backstory to any of the other characters. No. And throughout the movie, yeah, it's just Pooh and Piglet on a killing spree. There's no real other story to you it. You have like a kind of a subplot of a girl's weekend where one of them is recovering from like a stalker incident. Right. That's not made overly clear and it's just a bit confusing and maybe unnecessary. I think they could have just gotten away with even if they wanted to add those characters uh, having a girl's weekend. Yeah, just a girl's weekend. <laughs> um, I think they were trying to make it bigger than the movie was. <laughs> I was not a fan that it was only Piglet and Winnie the Pooh. Where the fuck was Tigger? Tigger, that's the big one. And it's like, and even I would have loved to have seen Eeyore as this serial killer because his character is so different than all the other Winnie the Pooh characters. He's or, the only one who's kind of miserable. Or at least show the scene where they do kill Eeyore yeah. and eat him. Yeah, or kill somebody else. Have Eeyore there. Right. Although they do use Eeyore's tail as a weapon later on in the movie, and that was, it, it was excellent. It was fucking amazing. I knew right away that that was Eeyore's tail. Yeah. And they're just whipping the shit out of Christopher Robin with it. Yeah, with the nail that's in the tail. <laughs> with the nail that's in the tail. Um, what did you think of the kills in this movie? Loved them. Pretty unique. I love the kills. I love the one, the... So in the trailer, it showed the girl in the hot tub. Yeah. With Winnie the Pooh and Piglet behind her. Yeah. So going into the movie, I thought they were going to kill her in the hot tub. Yeah. As one would think. No, they knock her out with chloroform. Yeah. And she wakes up hogtied on the road yeah. 
with Winnie the Pooh in a car yeah. ready to run her ass over. Yeah. Like, it's just very clever kills. The makeup in that scene, the special effects were the best in the whole movie. Yeah. Some of it was pretty gory. I noticed in the theater a couple of times a bunch of people, and it was kind of the same people would get up and leave. It was, I noticed that there was a lot of movement in the theater, yeah. which, you know, I'm okay with, whatever. There was another kill in the swimming pool with the sledgehammer, which was pretty intense. So it's a, a very slow chase scene where both people are in the swimming pool. And it's, uh, you're shouting at this woman, just get out of the pool. Yeah, like, like climb out of the pool. Yeah. Um, pretty gory. Kills were pretty good and unique. What about the acting in this one? The acting was not good. Nope. I mean, Pooh and Piglet were great. They didn't really have to say much. I think Pooh says one line in the whole film. Yeah. Um, and they were quite menacing, big characters. Yeah. But any character that had dialogue, um, the acting was not that good. Very over the top. And who knows, maybe that's the acting or maybe that is the script and the material that the actors are working with or the direction that the actors are getting. Who knows? I'm thinking it's a little bit of everything. I liked, though, how they, you could tell they weren't taking this movie too seriously. No. Yeah. Well, um, which you can't in a movie like this. And I'm glad they did that. There is even points where in the dialogue, they were kind of almost making fun of themselves. Yeah, you have to. You <laughs> have to. Um, one last one here. What did you think of the flashbacks of Christopher Robin as a kid? There's just like a lot of waving in slow motion and stuff. I loved it personally. <laughs> it was very cheesy, but it kind of did give a little insight to how much Christopher Robin actually hurt Winnie the Pooh and Piglet yeah. by, by leaving them. It was painfully comical. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just a lot of slow motion, like extended arm, no bent elbow waving. Okay, great. I think we've milked the likes and dislikes of this movie. Um, long enough. Long enough. Let's go into lessons we learned from watching Winnie the, Poo uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Lessons we learned from watching. Insert title of movie here. Blair, did you learn anything from this movie? <laughs> I didn't. Well, I mean, I'm sure I could have probably learned something. I didn't write anything down. It's tough writing notes in the theater. Again, yeah, we went in there, fresh eyes. We just wanted to enjoy the movie with the audience. So we were doing this review off of what we remembered from a week ago. Yeah, it's not like our normal episodes where we have a uh, uh, you know, significant amount of notes. We go back and watch and... Uh, I've got a couple here. Lessons we learned from watching Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Lesson number one, sledgehammers can be very heavy. <laughs> For some very heavy, others light as a feather. Do you think it would make it a little lighter being in the pool? I can't imagine it would. No. No, I can't imagine it would. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like there could have been a, a better kills in the swimming pool than chasing them down with a sledgehammer. But what are you going to do? He also uses, Piglet also uses the sledgehammer another time to help hold her down as Winnie the Pooh drives, the car drives scene. her over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second lesson I learned is never leave your friends to go to college. It'll only lead to bloodshed and sadness. And hunger, apparently. Yeah, could you imagine if that's really how it all it worked all the time? If all my friends went to college, I wouldn't be able to feed myself. <laughs> Dear Lord. This leads to line of the night... 
Line of the night. 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 There was a lot of funny lines, over-the-top lines, that were maybe meant to be taken seriously or not. Not necessarily good lines. Did you come up with anything? Do you remember anything? Okay, well, any I, particular I, I lines? I have nothing written down. There is a particular line I do remember when um, all the girls are in their house they're at. Yeah. And there's some writing on the wall that says, uh, get out. Get out. Or writing on the window <laughs> yeah. that says, get out. Yeah. And one of the girls uh, mentions the fact that it's written outside yeah. and not inside. It's written on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think if that line was reversed, it's written on the inside. It would have been a whole lot scarier. Way scarier, right? It's like, yeah, perfect. It's on the outside. We'll just lock the doors. Lock the doors and stay inside. You're safe. Yeah. Instead, they all end up outside. We better go outside. <laughs> it's like... So fucking stupid. All right. Um, I've got one line... And that's because it's the only quote so far that's on IMDb. Um, the one line delivered by Winnie the Pooh in the whole movie, near the end, he says this to Christopher Robbins, you left. The only line he says in the whole movie. Following, uh, or after that, he slits the girl's throat. Yep. And it's all your fault, Christopher Robbins. <laughs> it's all your fault. That's the one I have for line of the night. That that's, is it. That's more than what I got, man. This leads to our favorite segment of the night, Celebrity Lookalike Time. Celebrity Lookalike Time. You got anything for Celebrity Lookalike Time? Absolutely nothing, man. That's okay. Uh, we enjoyed this movie. Uh, we wanted to do a quick review on it. I have a single line of the night, or sorry, a single Celebrity Lookalike Time. The character Christopher Robbins reminded me of the character Corey from Blair's favorite movie, Halloween Ends. Fuck. Yep. Corey, everyone's favorite killer from Halloween Ends. Oh, man. He kind of did remind me. He kind of, now that you say it, he kind of does remind me of him. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, this comes to our final score for 2023's Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Blairski out of five honey-dipped Pooh Bears. What do you give Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? Uh, I'm going to give Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey one and a half honey-dipped Pooh Bears out of five. It was a horrible movie in all aspects, but at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would watch it again. Yeah. You know, it was a fun movie to watch, kind of along the lines of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Where it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. But, I mean, as a movie... It's uh, it's not the greatest. I think our expectations were set perfectly for this movie, where we were expecting it to be very bad. Yeah. And we were delightfully pleased with how bad it was. <laughs> right. Um, for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, I'm also giving it one and a half honey-dipped Pooh Bears out of five. I think the number doesn't necessarily reflect how much we enjoyed this movie. I, I agree. Um, if you're going off of how good the movie is, one and a half, how much we enjoyed the the experience of watching it in a theater with horror fans who were enjoying it as much as us, 10 out of 5. Yeah, yeah um, it was a lot of fun to watch. As far as a movie goes, as far as a story goes, yeah, one and a half I think is a, is a good score. 
I'm not gonna lie, like when this does get a DVD Blu-ray release, I will most likely be buying this movie. Definitely. Both you and I said the next day, like I, I would love to watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for reviews at Scare with Jess and Blair, I'm Jess. And I'm Blair. Remember to stay scary. And eat every sandwich. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Review Set Scare. Make sure you check out our link tree at linktree slash review set scare. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash review set scare, which has links to our Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, Twitch, and many other things. If you'd like to email us, you can reach us at reviewsetscare at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember to stay scary and eat every sandwich.